Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> this message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We have a special guest, a, a special co-host, actually. We have a special co-host, which I'm so excited about. And before we get into this episode, I do want to warn you, we will be talking about Mother's and Mother's Day. So if that is something you would like to kindly opt out of, by all means, the time is now because it'll probably be a fluid conversation throughout the episode, but I do like to warn people because have you, Sarah, seen those emails like opt out of Mother's Day? Yes. It's so smart. It's like, I just, I, I can't believe that it took so long for everyone to get to that point, but I'm really, really happy to see that. And I'm sure Margo, obviously you are too. Yes. Speaking of Margo. Oh, sorry. Have- <laughs> Jumped into that. We have Margo Ambuba. She is the beauty editor at Elle. And if you're not following Margot, you absolutely need to be. She is a vintage goddess. This woman knows. Queen. When you come to LA next time, we are forcing you to take us vintage shopping in LA because we need your, Happily. what is it? Like golden touch, not green thumb. That's for plants. But we need your golden <laughs> touch when it comes to vintage. Margot, thank you for joining us today. Hi, y'all. I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. It's like it feels very right because it is the first Monday in May and you're such a fashion queen, so. Well, I am really excited about the Met Gala because we're going to be gala because we're going to be seeing a lot of vintage. I'm more excited because I want to be seeing some vintage supermodels. Obviously, Carl yes. Lagerfeld had so many, he called them his chupettes. I don't know if you know that. That's what he called the girls he loved. I'm like, I want... Naomi and some vintage Chanel. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine how crazy busy the Chanel team is right now with everyone calling in all of the vintage pieces and then the beauty? Nuts. I was wondering, actually, so for those of you who don't know, the Met Gala is always on the first Monday in May. Like clockwork, it's like Halloween is always October 31st. The Met is always the first Monday in May. This is where we get iconic fashions. There is always a theme. This theme is pretty controversial, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. It's Karl Lager- Lagerfeld, what is it? A, a, a life of beauty or a vision of beauty? Something with beauty. Just honoring it. his life. And L- him. Honoring his life, his legacy, his genius as a designer. And, you know, I mean, he made Chanel what it is. But Carl, it's very much separating the person from the art. Because Carl has said 
some insane things. Can I pull up something for y'all? I'm just going to lay it out there real quick. Because- oh my God. I wrote an article for Bustle like when I first started and it was like, you know, when roundups were like the lists and I was like 10 things that Carl Lagerfeld has said that were extremely problematic. <laughs> no. Oh. oh my gosh. Well, he did. He liked to venture into the problematic side of things. So Amy O'Dell, who is one of my favorite fashion writers, she writes the newsletter Back Row. Best Substack. She did mm-hmm. a post. Yeah, truly the best. She wrote uh, an Instagram post that said the 2023 Met Gala will be interesting given its controversial honoree. Curious to see how Vogue and the Met will handle this aspect of Carl's legacy or if they'll just ignore it. The back row community largely agreed that Carl was a great designer and a less great person. Many pointed out that there are other designers or themes that could have been done. Do you think the Met should honor him? Carl Lagerfeld was openly anti-fat. He photographed Claudia Schiffer in blackface. He described his early bodycon Fendi collections as shaped to be raped and made offensive comments about the Syrian refugees and the Holocaust. Okay, I remember when he passed away, it was really contentious because you had all of these models honoring him, sending condolences, memorying his... Commemorating? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're in shock from the list. Long COVID, here we go. Commemorating his legacy. But then... People were like, uh, yeah, but he was like horrible. He he was so flippant about very serious subjects that affected a lot of people. So I guess I'm curious if anybody on the carpet today, and we'll find out by the time this goes live, everyone will have seen. But I'm curious if anyone will dare balance the duality of Carl in their fashion statement. And if so... Or like protest in some way, Right. right? Because also, if you are anyone who is a plus-size model or guess, what are you going to wear? Yeah, I know Ashley like, Graham already talked about, I saw a TikTok earlier that she was saying that she was going. So how is she feeling? Right, right, exactly. I, I also had questions just on a completely separate note of all of these designers that are designing for Carl when it's not, you know, is everyone calling in things from from Chanel or from Fend, you know, like I, I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. I'm sure it is the friends of the brand only, <laughs> as is always with oh, Chanel. Right, right. So, you know, right, like Kaya right. Gerber and I don't know, every year I have all like I always have these big high hopes and everyone just really just wants to look pretty. So we'll see. We'll see how people interpret this. But what do you think, Margot? I mean, my serious not serious dream first of all is that James Corden comes dressed as Choupette as like part <laughs> oh my of his God. Cat sort of costume I like have been Please. thinking about this for a really long time and everyone keeps on being like who's gonna what if everyone literally just dresses up as Choupette there's just multiple yeah, cats and, and that's like truly my dream I'm like he was in cats we already know he can look like one in some regard with that could be great but It is interesting because if you look back at the history of Chanel in general, there are things throughout history that people choose to forget. And the same with other designers that are either, you know, I even recent. I can't remember who the design. Yeah, recent designers. And I don't know where to draw the line and what the separation is. And I do think that that's a huge cultural conversation. I mean, obviously, everyone's having that with Kanye right now being like, or R. Kelly, can I play an R? Every time I hear an R. Kelly song at a wedding, I'm like, why God? It immediately yeah. like puts me in a 
weird headspace when I was having fun dancing. <laughs> You're so no, right. No, but it hurts me to my core because Lady Gaga's Do What You Want That's... With My Body is an incredible song. She took it off a of stream. That was formerly really... my favorite Lady Gaga song and now I can't I can't find it anywhere. No, she yeah. took it off streaming. Good for her. The Christina Aguilera version, good, but doesn't hit. <laughs> doesn't hit the same. You know, it's hard. It's hard. It's like Chris Brown makes mm-hmm. great music. Yeah, you make but... such a good point because obviously all of these people are obsessed with Chanel, myself included. But she was a, a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah, like right. do we just forget that Glaze. conveniently? Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like there is a lot of opportunity on this particular carpet to go real, real cliche and cheesy, like a little too on the nose. To your point, Margot, how many like cat themed <laughs> ensembles will we see? How many Carl cosplays yeah. will we see? I could actually see Cara Delevingne showing up with a Carl ponytail, sunglasses, wearing an ensemble that appears to be what he wore with a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like something of that nature. Or or Kristen Stewart. Yeah. I'm I'm right. curious because Kristen Stewart still like has a Chanel contract. I also want to see what Margot Robbie will be wearing because she does not, I believe, have a Chanel contract anymore. Obviously, Rihanna. Rihanna's going to kill it. She's going to kill I it. I want to see if anybody is wearing the Jeremy Scott Moschino play, the McDonald's mm. um, Chanel play also, which is like easily one of my favorite. I think it's fall winter 2011. Um, it's easily one of my favorite collections. I've wanted a dress from it. I search eBay all the time. Where is it? I don't know. If anyone can find it, it's Uh you. I'm really determined. And I know, I mean, everyone who listens knows we love our problematic fave. I want to see what Kim's wearing. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm interested. I can't see her in tweet. No, she's going to wear something body hugging, skin tight, revealing, because she's living her best life right now with she's just super sexy wait can i can we talk about who hasn't attended the met gala before this is fascinating who's who's attending tonight who has not ever been half and half paris hilton has never been to the met and she's going tonight i believe with versace i believe which i thought that was super interesting now a lot of people on social have been making videos about this this is like one of the top trending types of video content I've seen in the last 24 hours who has never been to the Met Gala. They talk a lot about how much a ticket costs and how much a table costs. 50000 a ticket, $300,000 for a table. What I don't think a lot of people, because a lot of people are like, oh, can Paris Hilton not afford a ticket? Of course she can. But you have to be invited by Anna Wintour. She is the one that makes or breaks this guest list. And this is still like philanthropic, right? This is to raise money for the museum. Yes, it's 100% philanthropic. But the other point I was thinking is a lot of these people that are going are not paying for these tickets. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are invited by the designer who happens to have a table or like Instagram who happens to have a table. You know, Emma Chamberlain's not paying to go to the Met, even though she's incredible. And I'm so glad she's a correspondent again this year for Vogue. Well, I was going to say, she's probably yeah, she, to even better. Be a, yeah, be a host, it, even better. Right. I <laughs> yeah, agree. even better. But this is funny. This is an insider story. It says many rappers have attended the Met, but Drake is not one of them. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, okay, Drake. 
Maybe his AI voice will be Ooh, in attendance maybe. tonight. Angelina Jolie, never been. The cast of 9 to 5, Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton, and Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda has never been to a Met? That's crazy. That is crazy. You know, it could also just be that they don't want to go. Right. It's just such a big to-do. Britney Spears has not been. Kate Middleton and Prince William. Honestly, I wouldn't want to see Kate Middleton's outfit. I might get in trouble for that, but like... What is she? She's going to look beautiful, but I like people to dress <laughs> I, the theme, and I can't imagine her. I agree. Well, that's what I'm, but like so many people don't. Like no. they just want to look pretty. So that's, yes, that's why we need the Rihanna. I love a theme party. Yes. So like this, I think is fun. Yes. This, I think is fun. I I so, agree. I agree. I agree. I, all I think of is when camp happened and Carly Kloss said looking camp right in the eye in that photo and then showed up in that outfit and it was not even close to being camp. It was the antithesis of camp. It was so boring. I want Lady Gaga for outfits camp. I want. Yes. Yes. Ugh. Rihanna, Cardi B. Yes. Even Kim. Zendaya. Cardi B is yes. a god. Zendaya, yes. Yep, red carpet. I agree. Oh, the light up Cinderella oh. dress. Yes, with yep. law. Incredible. We'll never forget. Now, okay. Is there anyone that you guys know are actually going that you're you're locked in on that you do want to see? I think Brianna, right? She sort of like teased that she was going. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if Tracy Ellis Ross is going, but her red carpet looks regardless of what the event is are always beautifully thought out and are so playful and fun from whatever outfit she's wearing, always has some sort of shape and volume that I find really beautiful. So I would love to see her. And I just think that she like puts a lot of thought, but not too much thought at the same time. She just kind of wears what she wants. Mm -hmm. And that's what I miss about red carpets. Like when I look at 90s red carpets and early 2000s red carpets before we had like the proliferation of all these photographers who are like heckling people and social media where people could leave mean comments being like they look ugly or whatever people just sort of showed up to a red carpet and whatever they wanted I interviewed Drew Barrymore for a column that I write on L like a really long time ago and it was that like iconic look with the daisies in her oh. hair from I think like the late 90s she was like I just walked by a bodega and was like that was cool and I love that sort of stuff. And I, she has that same spirit to her. Agreed. I have to say, I, I would love to see a Ryan Gosling tonight. I, I would. Uh, because I think he... He needs to because press for the movie. Barbie press is gearing up. And he's so mm -hmm. tan. <laughs> he's looking so hot. And his stylist, Mark, and also costume designer that works with him on everything, I think they have a lot of fun together. And I could see him really... Turning it up, like Chadwick Boseman. But when, what was the theme? It was the, the church heavenly, theme. <laughs> heavenly bodies? <laughs> heavenly bodies. Heavenly bodies. Heaven Speaking of a heavenly body. I God. know. Oh, thank you, Ryan Gosling, for this heavenly body. Okay. We've, we've gone on enough about the Met Gala. Margot, before we get into your story, which is so beautiful, and it's in this coming issue of Elle, right? Yes. Out today on newsstand Perfect. Meg the Stallions on the cover yes so if that honestly that's compelling enough to 100%. Get up. I totally agree but we wanted to ask you what's on your face I'm really honored that I get to do one of these y'all as like a <laughs> listener I'm very excited 
I even like wrote it all down. I was, I was really particular about what I put on my face today because I wanted it to be like the best. Wow. We're honored. You're glowing. It's the first thing I'm going to tell you about my sunscreen. So uh, what I always look for in sunscreen is all about, I want it to reflect light back at you because I feel like that makes my skin look the best is it's just like a trick of the eye. I want to look shiny. I want to look dewy. I want it to have like mica or something in it to really give me that shine. And that's always, I notice when people are like, oh my God, your skin's incredible. It's all a trick of the light. It's really not my skin at all. It's what I'm putting on top of my skin. It's a magic trick. And I switched to blind you. Yeah, I'm blinding you. And so I switched between the Iris and Romeo weakened skin. And I'm really loving the Hydra Beam that just launched from Kosas right now. Yes. We have spoken of Kosas. That it, that one is, I think, going to be uh, like a slow burn for people. I'm not seeing a ton of people talk about it, but I think people are going to end up being obsessed with it. It is expensive. It's $40, but you don't need a ton of it if you're using a different SPF. Don't forget, obviously, if it's your only SPF, then you got to use two finger rule or whatever sort of rule you're worked out with your dermatologist or whomever. But if you're using it just like sort of as a topper, you don't need a ton of it. It goes a long way. I love that you're reminding and saying that too. Like you can still use it, but use something in addition. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, next, Chanel again, here we are. Liz Beige is the best sort of like fairly there foundation. I like am one of those weirdos who likes to pop little bubbles and stuff. So I like to put it in my palm and pop each of the bubbles. I don't want to like rub it out and not enjoy the experience of popping it. So I do that. Um, And I just kind of put it wherever on my face. And then makeup artist Molly Stern taught me this trick where you rub your palms together and then pat them on your face to get your foundation or whatever sort of face makeup you're putting on to really incorporate into your skin. So I always do that. Um, the Dior eyelash curler, it just like makes me feel rich, to be honest. I also think it's the best eyelash curler. It's an incredible (laughs) gift also, because it's, I think it's like $34. So it's a great price point. Um, but you get a look at the Dior while you curl your own (laughs) eyelashes. I'm always like, oh, so fancy right now. Luxury. Yeah. Uh, I recently converted to brown liquid liner because there are a lot of them coming out, which I thought was kind of strange. And then I gave it a try and I'm really liking them. I think because I realized, one, I make mistakes with eyeliner all the time. And this is like way more forgiving if you're in a rush. But two, it still gives you the sort of like sexy cat eye effect you want, but it's just not as intense. It feels like a little bit more natural. I love the one for MAC because I want a paintbrush. I don't want like a really wiggly um, felt tip. It just doesn't work for me. Right. Do you have any ideas as to why brown eye liquid eyeliner is trending well I have been on the brown liquid eyeliner bandwagon for a really really long time because I feel like well one with my lash extensions if I do like a lash extension and a black liquid eyeliner it's like a lot for like day to day so it's like definitely softer Mm -hmm. and I feel like a Mm -hmm. little bit more casual but I do feel like we're in this especially now soft girl era (laughs) of everything and it's just a little bit softer it's not as Mm. intense it's not as you know as intense as like the 2016 2017 like youtube makeup instagram brow you know really really thick cat eye but the brown like margo said it gives you like that sexy shape but it's not as in your face like you can soften it a little bit 
I don't know why I get compared to Amy Winehouse a lot. I and mean, maybe it's like the voice. I'm like, I don't have the bouffant. Not even the voice. I'm not British. I have no idea what it is. Um, but this, can you say? Literally, no. Uh, like, <laughs> I did get cast as boy, boy musical parts a lot in like middle school and early high school. And I think it's because like none of the boys had gone through puberty yet. So they were like, that one can be the male lead in the play. Uh, we love a woman with masculine energy over here. Yeah, yeah. Keeping it strong. Okay, so I did not try the L'Oreal telescopic lift mascara after the whole TikTok drama with Michaela. Right. I just kind of like wrote it off being like, oh, it must not be good. I am obsessed. I ran out of mascara, was like, oh, I'll like try it, whatever. I cannot stop telling my friends about it. <gasps> I think it's partially that the brush is incredible. It's like a paddle. People keep on trying to reinvent mascara brushes. I think they're getting like too complicated when it's like five-sided. It also has a ball on the other end. And I'm like, I don't need all of this, but I also don't want a giant brush that's going to take all the mascara out so that I only get like 15 good uses out of it. This is a paddle brush that has spoolies on silicone spoolies on two sides. So you can really get in and like stamp your lashes, which I like, cause I like like a tight line Ooh. and then lift and really like extend. I love it. I think it's great. Obviously it's like super affordable price point. I'm gonna go buy this after this episode. It's it's my easily my favorite product right now. The high low, the Dior curler, mm -hmm. and then the telescopic. It's so curler. good. Love that. Are you a blush girl? I love blush. I am very one color all the time if I do not put blush on. I'm a real cold girl. I've got Raynaud's. Like I go to the beach, everyone else is in a thong bikini and I've got a sweater on. It does not matter. I'm in the Bahamas. I'm wearing a sweater still. I'm cold all the time. Are you are you wearing a blush today? Yes. So I, yes, Danessa Merrick's new blush. And it comes in very strong. You have to be pretty sparing, but I really like, and then I do the hand motion again and really pat it on. I love it though. Is it like the warmth, the warmth from your hands that is, is that yes. what it is? Sort of like melted into your skin? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what Molly We need said. to be yeah, doing this. Absolutely. I'm going to start doing that. You taught me something. I did not know that trick. So I'm honored. Thank you. And then for perfumes, I'm really into perfumes right now that smell like an abstract version of a food. I don't know if you guys smelled the Sniff Crumb Couture fragrance. No, I've seen this brand everywhere. So Sniff is really cool. Um, and they have this sort of like side, I would call it like a avant-garde perfume house or something. I don't know. Sniff, if you decide to put that in any of your materials, <laughs> I came up with it. But they're creating all of these really interesting like niche perfumes that are really fun. They created one that was supposed to smell like decayed dinosaur or something. And this new one smells like a croissant. Ooh. It's called Crumb Couture. I have it right here. It smells so good. I have celiac disease. I have not eaten a croissant in three years. And when I tell you, I have like really steamy, like sensual dreams about bread. It's just like me in a room with a baguette. I hear it crunch. My fingers are buttery. I can smell it. I like wake up, I've drooled all over my pillow. This is like my number one dream. This smells so good when I poofed it into the box to sample it, I moaned out loud. 
alone in my apartment no one else wait I so you like, you oh. poof it into the box it came in that's smart that's how i always test it yeah you're i think you're one of the first true co-hosts that's actually taught me legitimate beauty tips no same on, oh my god i'm not kidding you I'm not very, kidding. Very, very useful tips. I Literally, I'm going to start integrating all of these things into my life because of you. And then that's good because if if you don't like it and you're like, want to gift it to someone, they can open the box and already smells like it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Wow. Um, and the other thing I love, which is another food one right now, is the Le Labo Te Matcha 26. Neither of these really smell exactly like the food. They're kind of like an abstract idea of what the food is. Yeah. Um, but also they're not like loud announce your presence perfumes. Um, they are more like sexy sit on your skin. Like you have to be intimately close to know what I smell like. And I really love those fragrances. Same. Um, because I feel like they're a treat for whoever gets to smell them. What was the second one you said? Le Labo? Yes. It's their matcha tea fragrance. Okay. It's Te Matcha 26. Cause uh, have you smelled the... The um replica matcha one. Mm-mm. Oh, good? it's also really, really okay. good. Oh, I have it right here. I'm yeah, I'm matcha meditation. Some. Oh, there you go. Okay, yep. I'm gonna get that one Sephora is so good. And go smell it after this. Yes. But those are and my hair. I do the old school vintage wet set. So I got up early this morning. I pin curled my hair. I have a Conair hood at my house that I bought. I oh sit God. under the hood um, and turn it on while it's all pin curled up like grandmothers across the world did for many years and then brushed it out. And I put setting lotion in it. I use motion setting lotion. You're like the ideal beauty editor. Truly. No. <laughs> You're really giving us a bad name over here, Margo. Yeah. No, that's, that's just because I have worn vintage clothing since I was like, 14 or 15 years old and I look back at pictures now and I'm like why did I have pin straight hair dressed in a 1950s dress like it looks like it just like something wasn't right Right. aesthetically and I didn't start doing my hair like this until the pandemic when I really had time to practice because it's not easy the amount of YouTube videos I had to watch the amount of like Instagram thing video reels etc And I still mess up a lot. I didn't like the way it turned out earlier. I was like sitting there raking my fingers through it because I was like, I look like Shirley Temple. It's incredible. So it's not always perfect. It's really fun. Like I read old beauty books from like the 1950s and 60s. I buy them off eBay and um, the hairstyles are like amazing. They're like, and here's how you fold your hair into a bow. Like all these fun things. Well, that was an incredible wife. Thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah. Glams, I hope you learned something. I, I was you, so excited. I learned, learned so, so much. much. I'm freaking excited to go get that telescopic lash. I'll tell you that much. I'm going to walk over to CVS right now. And I'm going to be putting my hands over. I'm actually, yeah, I put on foundation before this. So I'm going to just keep Press doing it this. in. Okay, not to say that you guys should be buying our merch, which you definitely should. But if you have bought our merch, you probably know it's pretty easy. Couldn't be easier. Truly. And that is because we use Shopify and we love Shopify because it makes it easy to purchase products, not just sell them, but as somebody who often buys things online, I love that when I log on somewhere, maybe Skims or something, you go to check out and it's like, boop, 
all my stuff's in there. No need to pull out my credit card or my wallet. Just fill out the little code that comes to you and then you're on your way. And for entrepreneurs out there, Shopify couldn't make it easier for you to sell your stuff. It makes it easy to accept payments, you manage your orders, you're building the relationships with your customers. It literally has everything you need to sell in person, but also everything you need to sell online. If you're ever wondering ease of use, like why it's so easy for you to check out certain places, it's likely because it is a Shopify website and it helps you to drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. We probably could do a little bit more of that to be honest. So uh, here's your PSA to go buy some Los Angeles merch. There's literally Shopify built in plugins for Instagram. Wow. Did you know that? That's amazing. We're not doing enough. We are living in the future. We, we're, we have all of this at our service and we are not utilizing it. So sorry, Shopify. But now that they are proud sponsors of Los Angeles, we will be integrating that into our merch situation. Yes, we will. If you are interested in checking out Shopify, we've got a little deal for you. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Los Angeles. That's all lowercase. So just go to shopify.com slash Los Angeles to take your retail business to the next level today. That is shopify.com slash Los Angeles. So Margo, let's talk about this story. This story means a lot to you. It's in the new issue of Elle. You can also read it online and we will link to it in our show notes. So if you're on your phone right now, go to our show notes, click it, read Margot's story. I want to talk to you about this because it was it was such a beautiful read and it's called The Scent of My Mother. Beauty editor Margot Ambuba explores the power of fragrance and memory. You lost your mom. How old were you? I was 21 when she died. She was diagnosed with colon cancer when I was a sophomore in college. I want to talk to you about your mom. You know, what do you remember about her and what made you want to explore fragrance to revive memories of her. Did you notice that you were starting to forget certain things about her? Walk us through that. Yeah, of course. So I think the first thing that like anybody would say about my mom, which you can see in the picture, if you click through the story, she had this incredible red hair, like Nicole Kidman, fashion blogger. She didn't dye it. It was always the color she had. It was so beautiful. Uh, I know that that is one of the things my dad always says that he saw her like from across the gym in college, they met in college and was like, I love that hair. Who is that woman basically? And then hunted her down because he was like, that hair is beautiful. She had beautiful red hair. She was so tall, um, which is not something that runs in my family. Um, and she was also really fun, like super adventurous. And that actually was really torture for me as a kid because I was like so shy and so bookish but now looking back it was very like magical how adventurous she was like she was always taking us out like to go on strange adventures or to go out to Fort Worth to go get ice cream at this place she saw on the news and all these things I didn't know how to ride a bike so she put pegs on her bicycle and just like drove me around the neighborhood because I was like so unathletic that I didn't know how to ride a bike um so I had like a very beautiful experience in childhood and relationship, like looking back now. And she's the reason that I love vintage clothing, which is basically exclusively 
what I wear. I'm wearing a dress actually that my dad gave my mom right now um, that he bought for her in Italy. She had really incredible style. She took me to my first vintage store. I still remember when I was about 15 and we used to go shopping all these different places together. Um, and she was diagnosed with colon cancer when I was a sophomore. So I was 19 years old. I have to say, please, if you do or do not know, please ask your parents, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, even, I mean, yourself, if you're over 35 and between 35 and 40, have you gotten a colonoscopy? Talk to a gastroenterologist about getting one. Colon cancer is the most preventable form of cancer when it's caught early. It's anticipated to be the number one killer of people our age and in our generation in the next 15 years because people are not checking on themselves and they're not wow. being proactive about getting colonoscopies. I have had seven of them, I think, at this point. It's not as bad of an experience. I feel, I feel like people talk about the prep and how terrible it is. I'm not going to tell you it's pleasant. That's a lie. Um, right. It's not as unpleasant as people say it is. You get to see pictures of what a grilled cheese sees when you eat it. Cool. Um, and <laughs> like at the end of the day, it's way more unpleasant than what my mom went through, which was fighting for her life and dying of cancer. Right. Wow. I didn't know it was over 35. Kirby, we should go get, go on a, a colonoscopy date. <laughs> so it depends if you have family history right. or not. Right. Um, it, that all depends on the age or if you're ha like having certain symptoms. Um, if anybody has any questions, my DMs are open. I would be happy to talk to anybody whose family has colon cancer about their experiences, if they're nervous. Also, if you're doing any genetic testing, there are genes that's potentially linked to the BRCA gene. So you should check that out too, please. I just have to say totally. that. Sorry. No, no. Thank you. That's so important. We're, we're grateful you did. So I recently got engaged and actually the reason that I realized I couldn't remember my mom is because I would be talking to my fiance about my mom and telling him stories about our life together because obviously he's never going to know her. And I started to realize that things were really fuzzy or I couldn't remember specific details or I couldn't remember what her voice sounded like. And I found it super alarming because you would just assume my mom was in my life for 21 years and obviously I'm going to remember these things forever. She was so important to me. Um, and I realized that was the case. It, it wasn't the case. And I was so surprised. Um, so one thing I did at the time was when my mom died, I took my phone to our school library and asked them to record all of the voicemails that she left. And so I started playing those for myself. And it's actually very fun because sometimes it's like, Track number six is her complaining to me about overdrafting my debit card. Um, so like, it's not all, it's not all like, I love you, I'm going to sleep. Um, but I also started looking into just Googling like memory in general, ways to enhance your memory. I was like, should I be taking more fish oil? What's going on with me? And that's where I found these studies. So this literally was not intended to be a beauty story. This was not gonna be a story for Elle at all. And it just kind of turned into one because there was a beauty tie-in, there was a fragrance tie-in. So we don't want to give the story away because it's a, it's such a beautiful story, and I, I we encourage everyone to read it. But you talk about how 
you couldn't stand the fragrance that your mom mm-hmm. wore because it reminded you so much of her wake. So it was obviously very painful, but it scent and memory have such a strong connection. So in order for you to, you know, help yourself remember your mom better, you would need to sort of revisit these different uh, notes and and specifically the fragrance that she wore. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, like what you found and while you were researching this and then the people that you interviewed and how they gave you advice on like how to reincorporate the scent back into your life? I started to become physically ill when I would smell these like notes of flowers that had been at my mom's wake. I was on this incredible press trip with Huda Katan in Dubai and Um, I showed up at my room and I could smell immediately before I entered the room, like outside of it, lilies. And I was like, oh God. Um, So I walk in the room and it's the most incredible, like giant white Madonna lilies I've ever seen in my life. And I left them in my room because I was like, they're too beautiful. And later that night, just from being in the room and smelling the smell, I got physically ill. I started vomiting. And I ended up having to call the front desk and have a doctor come to like give me medication. So I was truly, and that's not Huda's fault at all. I don't want anybody there to feel bad. They had no idea, obviously. Of Um, course, yeah. But I was really having like serious reactions and serious, I guess, just like sadness associated with that smell. Um, And so I read a bunch of studies. One study that I read in Progressive Neurobiology talked about how out of all the senses, your memory and scent are the most tied together because they're both in the hippocampus part of your brain. And I thought that that was really interesting. And there are all these different ways that fragrance is being used. But we've we've actually known that for a very long time, the tie between fragrance and memory, it's not new, but it's just starting to finally be used. And so I reached out to IFF, which is International Fragrance and Flavors, and then Fermanish. These are two of the houses that create, like, if you have a perfume on right now, very potentially, they helped make it, and talked to them about this story. And they both have scientific departments that have actually been studying ties between fragrance and different notes, which I thought was really interesting and cool for years. I think IFF, it was like over 40 years, which is really incredible. And they advised for me to start really slow. And that was something that I also knew I had to do. There was no way I don't wear the fragrance. I have just started really slowly with smelling it when I know I have time or if there's something really specific that I'm interested in. Like when I have a memory that I know there's a hole and I want to think about that memory and almost meditate on it, I will bring the fragrance out and I don't put it on my body because a lot of the time I don't put it on my body because I don't want to be stuck smelling like it. And I don't want to, if if I have a bad reaction, but I'll smell it and think about the memory and it will help me once I'm able to push through sort of the sadness, which is the gut reaction I always have, it'll help me with with ideas or it will help me at least conjure her face it kind of works like a Ouija board almost I think it's so interesting too that grief really elicits a like a muscle memory of sorts how you went to the hotel and 
just having the flowers in your room had you, you know, throwing mm-hmm. up like that it, because of the grief that you experience and associate with that smell. It's, so, you know, grief is so powerful and I feel like people don't talk. I mean, I think the, the conversation's out there a lot more now, but grief is just, it's so many things. It's, it can be one thing to one person and one thing to another person. And I, I almost feel like having this, this fragrance information, this research on fragrance is really, it's, it's like hopeful. It, it makes me feel hopeful for, for you, mm-hmm. you know, trying to conjure up these memories. It makes me feel hopeful for everyone else who may have lost someone they love too. Marco, I'm curious, does your dad have the same reaction to, Great question. to your mom's yeah. fragrance, like smelling it? No, I don't think so because he loves to have lilies in the house. He and my stepmom really love lilies. And so they'll have them in the house. And it's funny because I definitely smell, smell them when I visit. And it certainly like elicits the same feeling, but I think that they love the beautiful flower. They don't, it doesn't feel the same to them as it does to me. And I think maybe it's because he independently like loved the flower, but my entire life, I've only associated it really with her. And can you share the fragrance that Mm -hmm. your mom used to wear? Of course, it's Estee Lauder Gardenia Tuberose. And then she also loved lilies. So she just was like a huge fan of white florals in general. And she wore Bath and Body Works Plumeria lotion. Um, we love that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like will look for it every once in a while because it's like not even discontinued. It is like, would be dangerous probably to put it on your body. It's so old. But every once in a while, I'll be like, I wonder if there are any bottles of that left. It's probably like nuclear. Oh my gosh. I feel like they need to bring it back. I wonder why they discontinued. It was no cucumber like melon. It's just like of the, yeah. Do you have any tips for, for someone who has lost a loved one, you know, like a parent who maybe wants to utilize fragrance as a memory tool or maybe is not there yet? Like, do you have any advice or any tips to share? My number one tip that I always give people is like, don't take a look at their life as like, don't take a look at their stuff, their physical life right now, when you're in the throes of grief, because you're not going to realize what you do and don't want. You're not going to realize the significance of things or what you do and do not want. I think for me, I was so young that I really wish I'd kept a lot more of things than I did where I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to want that. I'll never wear that, whatever. I had no idea. I was 21. I was in college. I was so shell-shocked by what had just happened that um, I would say always err on the caution or err on the side of keeping more stuff, keeping more items, whether it's their entire beauty routine. I mean, I still have like the tubes of CoverGirl lipstick that my mom wore. Uh, that are like unopened, sealed, that just I will leave like that for the rest of my life. Because she wore one color of lipstick. She wore one color of OPI nail polish. It was all red with like gold flecks in it. She really had a look. Um, and I think when it comes to fragrance or it comes to some sort of scent, like there are different ways to feel that in your life. Um, like lilies are represented or flowers are represented in so many ways but maybe your family member loved food and that 
is a very fragrant thing also. And you can find that in a candle, like if it's cookies or something like that. And also it's, it's okay. I don't think I, I never talked to anybody about how turned off I was by white flowers. It was never something I shared with people. I just sort of thought that I was alone in this experience and that nobody else would, would be able to understand, but you should like voice if you can't stand the smell of something, because it was really tough to avoid something that's always there and you might get over it, but it's okay if you don't also. Kirby, does your mom have a signature scent? Yes. <laughs> it's oh, what is it? It's because it's whole, it's just so Janet. It's Viva La Juicy from Juicy Couture. Stop. <laughs> I love I'm obsessed. that. Uh, Stop. It's, it's so like she's been wearing it forever. Yes, she loves it, and she she I remember she I think she just went to a Sephora or something many 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 years ago and just decided to try it. And it's become her thing. And she gets so disappointed when she goes to a Sephora and it's not there. She's oh like, Oh my Ugh. gosh. What does it smell like? I couldn't even tell you, honestly. Yeah. Like it just smells like my mom. It smells like I, Janet. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to 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 uh-huh. like pinpoint it. I obviously could look up the notes, but when I smell that, I think of her. It's but it's it's the same thing. Like my grandmother passed away when I was eighteen and like she had a very specific scent as well. But it, it's it was more of the lotion. It was Jurgen's lotion. It was the actually the cherry almond. So anytime I smell like anything kind of like cherry, even almondish lotion wise, it reminds me of my grandma. What is Evelyn? So she I realized that the tangerine lover or whatever the one that uh, from Flora Chriselle's brand it reminds me so much of my mom and it's because it smells a lot like it's one of two I need to compare um and and confirm which one but she uh wears Creed's I can't remember which one it is it's the one that they made for Audrey Hepburn and it's like in a pink bottle and like she that was lit that's like her favorite one oh it smell it's very like a fruity floral scent so I think that's why I'm also drawn to to fruity florals. Um, and then there's also an Anique Goutal fragrance that she also wore. Um, and she like, you know, has like us a fragrance wardrobe. So but it's always like in the fruity floral, floral fragrance family. But Greg Tan, more than anyone I know, lays on his fragrance like I remember growing up, like going to school, and like I'd pick up the empty, clean glass bottle or, um, sorry, cup to fill up water, and I'd take a sip, and it tasted like my dad's, you know, uh, cologne, and I hated it so much. And I'm like, why does he have to wear so much cologne that I can taste it? You know, like t- tasting perfume is like the grossest thing ever. But to this day, like I and I can't even tell you what it smells like. It just smells like my dad. But anytime, like I get that whiff, I'm like, oh, it's my dad. But it's just crazy. It's so, so crazy how fragrance can really do that. Anywhere you are, just automatically you're like, oh my God, this person, this memory. I love that there was research behind it too and that you focused on that within the story because it's like, of course, you – the reason why so many perfume – we've actually talked a lot about fragrance the past couple of months, Sarah, which is something we never used to touch on. But all of these TikTok fragrances have blown up because – they're truly assigning them to a memory or a lifestyle or how you want to feel. And it's like, yes, of course, that kind of seems obvious. But the fact that there's actual research that can back this up is what I found to be the most interesting part of your story. Yeah, it's so interesting to think about the fact that 
even the fragrances you're drawn to can be backed up by science by saying like, oh, well, obviously you'd like a fruity floral if you had this sort of formative experience right. as a child with your mom that was really positive. And like, obviously I love these white, I loved for a long time, these white florals because they remind me so much of my mom and I'm slowly dipping a toe back into them now because of that. And I think that that's really cool because I always love the deeper side of beauty. Same, I love same. like lip gloss also and like glitter and everything. Like, please don't, don't think I don't. Yeah. But like when there is a moment where we all realize how deep beauty is, I also think that that is really exciting. And that's something actually that my mom really taught me too. She, for a long time was on chemo and she was on a chemo that went through pick in her chest and she carried around sort of like a, um, like a saddlebag or something. And she couldn't really leave the house because of that. It was a really big contraption. So we used, we got a dress form and dressed it up every single day with the outfit that she would have worn if she could have left the house. So she still got to have that sort of like fashion moment. Um, and that was like one of the times that I really realized how like important fashion and self-expression and how she always put on her lipstick, even when she was just going to chemo, like how much that meant to her and like made her feel like herself at the end of the day. Exactly. That was incredible. I love that conversation. But we do want to dive into two short pieces of news. And Margot, I'm going to put this in the chat so you can see it. So the other day I heard a knock on my door. And when I checked, there was no one there except for some strange package. I opened it and it said, use this product for the next days. So I decided to give it a try. Besides, my skin has been super dry and it needs a little loving. Okay, so day one of using this mysterious body wash, it's definitely better than yesterday, but still a little dry. Okay, reporting back guys, day seven, OMG, my skin is so much more moisturized than it was a week ago. Checking in, I still have no idea what the heck I've been using, but it's left my skin so silky soft. Oh. It has been Olay this entire time, and I had no idea. This is the Olay Hydrating Body Wash Hyaluronic. No wonder my skin has been feeling the softest and the smoothest. They also have the body lotion. Not so much of a mystery anymore. I guess we could all have the softest skin ever. Okay, so what Margot and Sarah just watched was a TikTok from friend of the pod, Chriselle Lim. And I have to give her some production credit because I felt this was filmed very, very well, very, very entertaining. And it's an ad for Olay. But the whole idea is that she gets this mysterious box sent to her home. She doesn't know the brand and she doesn't know the product. And she's been instructed to use it for 14 days and document how well this product works for her. And then at the end, it's revealed it is Olay. It's a hyaluronic acid body wash of sorts. Do you feel this is an effective ad or in general what are your thoughts about this ad because i had several questions first of all i think people that film themselves in the shower are so brave um <laughs> well Agreed. i've seen chriselle's naked body more than my own body she's a, such an expert at filming like get ready with me where she's either in the shower or like putting clothes on i mean she's super hot so but i'm like very brave yeah i have been doing a cold 
two minutes at the end of the shower. And the first one I was like, I'm going to film myself. And I was like, first of all, the way I look when I shower is not cute. And second of all, I was like, there is no way I could ever put this on the internet without giving everything away for free. Um, so bravery. I don't know if it's because we're in the industry, but like I knew that was Olay packaging from the moment I saw it. They couldn't even change the bottle. Right, right. It's like a long pack. Uh, with yeah. like the gold rim at the top, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, I looked at the comments. People were not, people were not sold on it. And they're like, "Why would you use a product that you had no like? Just a rand that came in a random package yeah. on her doorstep." Well, first of all, of course she knows like generally like well, well she knows what it is. Obviously, she knows. Yeah, because she didn't put it in her hair or use it like in her scrambled eggs in the morning. And we get a lot as beauty editors. We get a lot of like beauty sample lab samples where we don't really, I mean, I guess we know like generally like ingredients because we don't want to like have a reaction, but we don't know exactly what it is. So, I mean, I'm a little bit biased. So in that sense, I'm like, okay, this, this is like fine. But I, as a, just a normie, I wouldn't be sold on this. The thing that I was most confused by is that this is very clearly an ad. So Chriselle and the other influencers like Amy Chang, who did this, are pretending had they to don't have know. known. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. They obviously know this is an Olay package. They know that whatever product they're using, maybe they don't know the exact product, but they know that they're getting a package from Olay. And I think kicking off this campaign where you receive a mysterious package and you're instructed not to know what it is, I felt like it might have been a lot more relatable if they were like, Olay sent me a mysterious package yeah. and they had me use this. But it's like very clearly a body wash. You have to know how to use it properly. To Margo's mm-hmm. point, she wasn't putting it in her hair or like trying to figure that out. It probably came with instructions. And it's just interesting to Sarah's point to see the comments like, I'm sorry, but who just uses anything they find on their doorstep? And it's like, okay, well, this person clearly is not privy to the fact that this <laughs> is probably an ad, right? But then other people are like, I have seen three other influencers do this exact same video concept. So I feel like it almost sullies the idea when you see so many people doing this, because I would argue that Chriselle Lim's audience probably overlaps with Amy Chang's audience. Mm. They they probably very much have a very homogenized audience, especially on TikTok. I just, I saw it this weekend and I love Chriselle. So I was like, yes, girl, get that Olay money. But then I'm like, Logistically, this does not seem like the most thought out piece of branded content, in my humble opinion. Right, right. Because obviously she had to agree yeah. to do the. It is an ad. It's at Olay, hashtag ad, and I'm pretty sure Olay boosted it. It says paid partnership underneath it. So my thoughts are, I like the innovation of like secret tester, you know, what did, what did you get? But I also think transparency in a way has to be at the forefront of these things. Otherwise, people are like, are, are you just duping us? Like, what's going on here? Totally. Like, they could have at least been like, she could have been like, Olay sent me their new body wash. All I know is that it has hyaluronic acid in it. And I'm going to try it for seven days and see if my skin is softer. Right? Right. Or like, right. I don't even know what the active ingredients are. I'm going to tell you if I feel more exfoliated, if I feel softer. If I have a tan, because maybe it's a self-tanning body wash. Like, I have no idea what it is. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I feel like even that is more interesting than being like, I have no idea. At this day and age, you just, you have to be You know what I would have loved to see from this? Yes, what? If I was overseeing this Olay campaign, let me get on my pedestal here. I'm going out to cosmetic chemists 
And I'm saying, Olay is going to send you a body wash. We are not telling you what's in it, but we are going to make some claims. You need to use it for 14 days and track your skin's progress. Perhaps there's some type of tool they can use to show their skin actually improving over time because they're cosmetic chemists or maybe a dermatologist. I don't know. But I think cosmetic chemists would be more alluring because then you could have them guess what ingredients they think are in this product to make their skin feel this way. Totally. I agree with you, Kirby. I think it would have been way more effective. Chriselle is more like fashion, maybe beauty, makeup, but like not on a skincare. Like she doesn't go, you know, deep on the deep. I want to see Chriselle getting ready to go somewhere. And using some type of Olay body moisturizer right. or something to, like, give herself a right. glow. Yeah. Right? And, like, highlight her body, yeah. too. Or and something. for yeah. Amy Amy Chang, her whole thing is her hair. So is there some type of hair product from Olay or scalp product that's, like, giving her a voluminous blowout? I don't know. All right, guys. Hire Kirby for your future yeah, social really. campaigns. Los Angeles LLC is here <laughs> for the grants. <laughs> Okay, last piece of news. This isn't even really news. This was something that popped up on my TikTok that I found riveting. Oh, I'm really excited. Okay. So everyone pretty much knows at this point that I was in a car accident that left me with my back broken in three places back in November. What you don't know is that I was wearing a claw clip while I was driving. This claw clip. Because it prevented my head from going back when the airbag hit me, my back broke, my upper back broke, almost on my cervical spine in three places. Thank God it didn't get embedded in my head, but that also happens for some people where they have to have it surgically removed from their head. So homies, if you drive with a claw clip, please stop. You could break your back, you could get head damage, there are so many things, and you'd think this would break. This is like a Target purchase. Didn't, but I broke. Okay, this is not my first time seeing one of these videos. Oh, really? Okay, this is not my first time seeing one of these videos because I have literally zero beauty content on my TikTok, but I have a lot of doctor content. And I have seen the other side of this, which is ER doctors warning people because they are seeing people come in with claw clips embedded into their scalp. Dude, that is so Ew. gnarly. I would, I would have never thought that a claw clip could be so powerful and strong. It's a piece of plastic. It broke her back. It broke yeah. her back. It like messed up the compression when the airbag exploded so that she wasn't able to absorb the yep. shot correctly. Yep, and it, it broke, broke her, her back. back. I threw a claw clip away today because it had one tooth left because I had used that baby up so much just from like my hair. Totally. A person in the comment that said that they... Uh, we're wearing the claw clip when they were like riding a horse <gasps> and then got thrown off or something and then it like broke their neck or like or she was like my neck has never been the same i did love this comment that said can they make a whole car out of whatever the claw clip is made out of dyson can do it if anybody can next up the yeah. dyson claw clip car <laughs> someone else commented you can lose an eye from sunglasses i hate driving I actually love driving. Driving brings me peace and serenity. I do too. We're we're so, we're such Angelinos. Yeah, that's good for y'all. But like, you gotta protect your eyes. Yes, I can't see if I'm not wearing sunglasses. But I understand that if something happens, the thing's going through your eyeball. So, <laughs> yeah. what about long nails? Is that potentially dangerous? I mean, I would be in a lot yeah. of trouble. So, me too. I don't know what to say, but. 
This is a PSA for all the glams. Do not wear a claw clip when you're driving. <laughs> Maybe just avoid claw clips in general. When you're doing you, any... No, no, we can't. You can wear... Because... When you're doing strenuous activities. Yes, okay. But, like, also you don't know. Like, if you have a small kid and you trip and fall, like, claw clip goes in your scalp. Okay, that's literally all I use these days. Just find a scrunchie. Scrunchies exist, and they're great. Use a scrunchie. But it's not as quick. It's not as quick as you're like, I need to feed my baby. I need to... Maybe I'm biased because every time I use a claw clip, I can't even get the hair up properly. It's, it's like... You need one that's the right size. Yeah. You need, if you have too much hair, then you need the bigger one. I like the clips that I use to separate my hair when I'm curling it. And I use those pretty frequently when I'm washing my face. I have been receiving a lot of claw clips. Skims actually has a really cute claw clip that I want to match a swimsuit I bought. But I was like, I'm never going to use this because it just... Especially with hair extensions, doesn't really... It, it, mm. it clips the wrong pieces of hair, if you get what I'm saying. Mm. I can't use them because my hair is so short. I just use a headband. Um, but also, I use creaseless clips every single night when I go to sleep. I reform my hair back up and then put it in a scarf. So I'm like, the creaseless clips are great, in my opinion. <sighs> You're so fashionable, Margot. She really is. I could not live without the claw clip because... I like I said, it just it's such a necessity for for mothers. Um, but Emmy J, the cutest best oh, with the little clips. rhinestone phrases on them. Yes, with the 100%. little rhinestones, you get your name in it. They've got like different shapes. The butterflies, the cutest. I'm pretty sure I told my friend Alex a couple weeks ago not to drive with a claw clip in her hair because I was so scared. She told me she loved them, and I was like, "Don't do it." We're gonna ask Emmy J. They need to do some sort of campaign. Okay, I won't wear it while I'm driving or riding a horse. Thank you everyone for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Los Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.